the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Bible says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So, so yeah, he can, he's accusing us. Uh, a lot of the stuff he's saying, maybe all the stuff he's saying about is totally true, but it's all been blotted out by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we see here in Revelation 12 that during the tribulation, Michael and his angels will stand up, go to war against Satan and his demons. Michael will prevail. And we're told here that Satan and his demons will be cast out of heaven, finally, and cast to the earth. End-time prophecy can be difficult to understand. In today's message, Pastor Dan talks about when Satan will try to be the ultimate tattletale, reporting to God all your wrongdoings. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, He will intervene. Jesus will say that He wiped your sins clean when He died on the cross. There will be nothing to condemn you. This is wonderful news for believers. With a grateful heart, you can rejoice that Jesus has already paid the price and set you free. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel, chapter 12, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Daniel chapter 12. We're also going to look at Revelation chapter 12 a couple times and Ezekiel chapter 20. Daniel, more than any other prophet, gives us the sweeping view of history as it relates to Israel. Daniel describes for us the empires that will have an impact on Israel, beginning with the Babylonian Empire in which he was living initially all the way through human history to the end times, to the last days, and the final human empire, that of the Antichrist. And we've talked a lot about that and those different empires and the empire of the Antichrist. This final section of the book of Daniel, it really begins back in chapter 11, verse 36, where it describes the reign of the Antichrist during the tribulation period. Remember, the tribulation period is that seven-year period that comes at the end of this age, just before Jesus Christ returns to the earth to establish his kingdom. And the tribulation period is when God pours out his wrath on the world for its ungodliness and for its wickedness. It's a time of God's judgment on the Christ-rejecting world. And remember, as we've said many times before, the church is not here for the tribulation. First Thessalonians chapters 4 and 5 tell us that the church will be in heaven with Jesus during the tribulation period. God hasn't appointed us to go through the wrath that is to come. And praise the Lord for that. 
The tribulation is also known as the 70th week of Daniel. If you remember from Daniel chapter 9, when we looked at the 70 weeks, it's the 70th week. It's that final seven-year period. The tribulation will begin when the Antichrist, this final world leader, will confirm a covenant for seven years. Again, this is in Daniel chapter 9. And that seven-year covenant will allow the Jews to rebuild their temple or a tabernacle of some kind on the temple mount in Jerusalem and reinstitute their sacrificial system again. And then Daniel chapter 9 tells us that at the midpoint of the seven-year covenant, the Antichrist will stop the sacrifices of the Jews. He will go into the temple. He will declare himself God. He will require people to worship him. He'll set up an idol in the Holy of Holies, which is what the Bible calls the abomination of desolation. This is all alluded to back in chapter 11, verse 36. If you look back in chapter 11, verse 36, it says, Then the king, that's speaking of the Antichrist, shall do according to his own will. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every god. He shall speak blasphemies against the God of gods, Yahweh, and shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished for what has been determined shall be done. He shall regard neither the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, meaning the Messiah, nor regard any God, for he shall exalt himself above them all. Over in the New Testament, In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, the Apostle Paul says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, meaning the day of God's wrath, the tribulation, will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Speaking of the Antichrist, Paul calls him the man of sin, the son of perdition. Then he says, of the Antichrist, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then Paul says, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? I love that part because Paul was in Thessalonica like only three weeks, and he talked about the Antichrist and the last days and all of that stuff. In just the three weeks that he was there, and he says, don't you you remember I told you all this already? And so all of this takes place where the Antichrist now, you know, breaks the covenant at the midpoint. He declares himself God. He sets up the abomination of desolation, all things that we've talked about in the past. This all happens at the halfway point, the midpoint, three and a half years into the tribulation. And then the second half of the tribulation, the last three and a half years, they get really, really, really bad. Uh, The second half of the tribulation is called the Great Tribulation. So you've got the seven years of tribulation, but the Great Tribulation, that's the last three and a half years. And Jesus said, unless those days are shortened, no one would survive. And so now that brings us into chapter 12, verse 1 where it just continues. There's no, you know, there's no chapter break in the original prophecy by Daniel. It says, At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, 
And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who's found written in the book. Again, it says at that time, Michael, the archangel, as he's called in Jude, he's the archangel. He's the only one. He's the highest ranking angel. Michael, the archangel shall stand for Israel. It says, Michael is the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. Who are Daniel's people? Israel. So Michael, the archangel, has been assigned by God to guard Israel. To fight in the spiritual realm for Israel. We talked about this back in chapter 10. That there are angels and demons that are assigned to different nations and territories. And there are battles taking place constantly in the spiritual realm. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So there's this, this constant spiritual battle in the unseen world that's taking place all around us between angels and demons. And we're told here that at this midpoint in the tribulation, Michael will stand up to fight for Israel. Will fight against who? Well, turn with me over to Revelation chapter 12. And Revelation chapter 12 describes for us this battle that's going to take place. So Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael, there he is, and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. And they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. Look what it says, verse 9. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. That's important to know. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And then, verse 10, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Therefore, verse 12, rejoice, O heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Look back up at verse 7 again. It says a war. This is again, this is in the tribulation, the midpoint of the tribulation period. A war will break out where? In heaven. A war in heaven between Michael, the archangel, and his angels, and the dragon, and the dragon's angels. Now, verse 9 tells us that the dragon is the serpent of old from the Garden of Eden. The devil, or another name for him, Satan. And so at the midpoint of the tribulation, a war will break out in heaven between Michael and his angels and Satan and his demons. 
And it may come as a surprise to some of you that Satan and his demons are present in heaven, but they are. They're not going to be present in heaven forever, as we see from this passage. They're going to get kicked out. But they are present in heaven right now. And if you look down at verse 10, it says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That's us. And it says he accuses them before our God day and night. Satan is in heaven accusing us before God day and night continually. But the Bible says that Jesus is also in heaven. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father where he continually makes intercession for us. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Jesus is right there interceding. So Satan is in heaven accusing us and condemning us before God. And I, I suppose much of what Satan says about us is true. He doesn't have to make things up about us because we, we do things all on our own that we can be accused of and condemned for. But Jesus is also there. And he's interceding for us with his Father. 1 John chapter 2 says, When we sin, Jesus Christ acts as our advocate with the Father, our defense attorney. And so Satan is there in heaven saying to God, Look, he sinned again. Look, she failed you again. Did you hear what he said? Did you see what she did? Look at how ungodly they are behaving. And Satan is accusing us, and at the same time, Jesus is there saying, Father, I paid for that sin with my own blood on the cross. That sin has been blotted out by my blood. The Bible says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So, so yeah, he can, he's accusing us. Uh, a lot of the stuff he's saying, maybe all the stuff he's saying about us is totally true. But it's all been blotted out by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we see here in Revelation 12 that during the tribulation, Michael and his angels will stand up, go to war against Satan and his demons. Michael will prevail. And we're told here that Satan and his demons will be cast out of heaven finally and cast to the earth. Look at verse 12 again. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Why? Because Satan and his demons have been kicked out. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. At this point, the devil will know his time is short, that he only has three and a half years before Jesus Christ returns to the earth and casts him into the bottomless pit. And so the devil will have great 
wrath upon the earth during that second half, the last three and a half years of the tribulation period, because he will know his time is running out, that the clock is ticking. Now go back to Daniel chapter 12. Look at verse 1 again. It says, And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. That's quite a statement about the tribulation. Especially when you consider all of the trouble that has been in the world since the beginning, including the flood of Noah. And but we're told here that this will be a time of trouble like never before on the earth. Now, Jesus refers to this verse in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24. I'll just read it to you. Jesus said in Matthew 24, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, remember that's that idol he's going to set up in the Holy of Holies, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Listen, for then there will be great tribulation Such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. He's he's referring to what Daniel says. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7, it, it says, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. Speaking of the time of the tribulation. So that none is like it, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Jeremiah calls it the time of Jacob's trouble, Israel's trouble, the tribulation period. And he tells us that God will save Israel out of the tribulation. And so we've said this before, but the main focus of the last days is is Israel. Now look, look at verse 1 again. It says, and at that time, your people, now who are Daniel's people? Israel. At that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. So at that time, during that great tribulation, the second half of the tribulation in particular, God will deliver Israel. Everyone who's found written in the book. Now turn with me back to Revelation 12. Revelation chapter 12, verse 13. Now when the dragon, again the dragon is Satan, saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. The the woman here is Israel. The child is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And so at the midpoint of the tribulation, when Satan is cast to the earth, he realizes his time is almost up. He will persecute Israel. And then verse 14, but the woman, Israel, was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time from the presence 
of the serpent. So Israel will flee into the wilderness. Remember the passage I just read from Jesus, Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation, he's speaking to the Jews, and he says, those living in Judea should flee to the mountains. Run for your lives. Don't even go back in your house to pack a bag. Just run to the mountains, he said. Here we're told the mountains are in the wilderness. The desert is what that means. Whenever you read the word wilderness in your Bible, don't think like national forest, think desert. So they're going to flee to the wilderness, to their place, it says. Look back up in verse 6, chapter 12, verse 6. It says, then the woman, that's Israel, fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. God will have a place prepared for Israel in the wilderness that Israel will flee to. Verse 14 again says that Israel will be given two wings of a great eagle. This is figurative language. That she might fly into the wilderness to her place, the place that's prepared for her, where she is nourished for a time, times and half a time, from the presence of the serpent, from the presence of Satan. Now the reference here in verse 14 to the wings of an eagle, that actually comes from the book of Exodus. If you're a note taker, you can jot down Exodus chapter 19, verse 4. There, God says to Israel, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. If you know the story of the Exodus, or you've seen the movie, and in the story of the Exodus, God supernaturally delivered Israel from the Egyptians. What is being conveyed here in Revelation is that during the tribulation period, God will do it again. He will supernaturally deliver Israel and carry them into the wilderness, into the desert, to a place he will prepare for Israel to protect them and nourish them for the second half of the tribulation period. Notice again, verse 14, Israel is nourished for a time, times, and half a time from the presence of the serpent. That's a reference to three and a half years. Back in verse 6, God provides for them for 1,260 days. Again, three and a half years. God will protect them for the second three and a half years, the last three and a half years of the tribulation. God will have a place prepared for Israel where they will be protected from Satan during the last half of the tribulation. Now, where exactly is this place? prepared by God for Israel, for their protection and provision during the second half of the tribulation period? We don't know. We don't know for sure. And here's what we can say. Daniel chapter 11, verse 41, says the Antichrist will not conquer Edom, Moab, or Ammon. The Antichrist will not conquer Edom, Moab, or Ammon, which are all in the modern-day country of Jordan. In Jordan, if you can picture a map of the Middle East in your mind or you look in the back of your Bible, Jordan is to the east of Israel. And it has mountains and wilderness. 
fitting the description that we find in Scripture of where they will go during this time. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Daniel. Regardless of the various leaders that Daniel finds himself under, it's obvious through Daniel's accounts that God is higher and greater than any earthly king. He alone holds the dominion and power that others so often strive to attain. Daniel never lost sight of this, and it was only confirmed time and time again, as God came through in unlikely situations. If today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with the local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to meet you. Visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions and service times. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Daniel next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.